Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Unqualified. I am your host, Destiny Deal, and today we're not going to use fancy equipment because this is just a little quick episode um, to hopefully get you thinking and to share something that you might not have known before. We have a guest lined up, it's just with the holidays and everything going on right now, we are um, kind of slow on getting appointments and stuff set up. But anyway, here we go with this week's episode. So, what do we do in the middle? Well, you might not be in the middle right now. Or you might be asking, what do you mean by the middle? I mean, what do you do when you're in a chapter in your life... When the end is nearing, but the beginning is just not there yet. You can't see the next title to the next chapter in your life. You don't know where it's going. You're in the middle. What do we what do we do when we're in the middle? There's a lot of things we could do. But what should we do? That's a better way to put it. What should we do when we're in the middle? When we're in the middle and we can't see what's going on because we ultimately don't have control at the end of the day, which we all dearly and desperately want, we find ourselves with these thoughts in our head telling us All these negative things of, you'll never get there, you're not good enough, you're always going to be stuck in the middle, yada, yada, yada. And if you're in the middle, or, or excuse me, if you're in the middle, this isn't the first time you've been in the middle, and it's not going to be the last time you're in the middle, And if you're not in the middle right now, you can think of a time when you were in the middle. Sorry, these things are itching my ears. So, what do we do in the middle? Well, we're kind of all in the middle right now. If if you uh, live in America, you're kind of in the middle. We got holidays coming up. We got pandemic going on we don't really know what's going on we don't know if we're gonna be having the normal family fun things for the holidays our government is going through a transition with the elections even though the elections are technically over and all that fun stuff we're still in the middle because we don't know what is lies ahead so what do we do in the middle what is the best thing to do in the middle well I believe the best thing to do in the middle is to recognize that the middle is just part of it the middle is necessary Because when you get to where you're going next in life, 
you must remember that you have a purpose. And in order to get to that purpose, sometimes you have to be in the middle because sometimes you're just not ready. You're just not there yet. So you're just hanging out in the middle. Well, when it comes to the spiritual world, sometimes you're in the middle. Sometimes you're so low and you can see the hilltop, but you're just trying to get there, but nothing's really happening. Or sometimes you're walking down the mountain because you just, you've been up there for a while and it's time to check out the next ridge. And so you're in the middle. You don't know what's coming. So what do we do? Well, I want to tell you guys a Bible verse that tells us what to do. And this mostly applies if you are a Christian. But the thing is, is... That's just a label. It's just a label. We all have a purpose. And God has your best interest in mind. But you have to choose to trust in that. So if you're not there yet and you don't you don't know you're skeptical I don't think I said that right. Whatever. You're a skeptic. That's okay. You're in the middle. It's part of it. I'm here to tell you that God loves you a lot. It's not a mistake that you clicked on this episode and you found this podcast. It's not a mistake. Because I didn't just pick this up and just decide to do it. This was a process to get to here. And I'm in the middle. So I get it. I'm in the middle. In my life right now. Trying to figure out what do I want to do next. How do I want to proceed forward with life in this little world that we have created with careers and jobs and society and blah. Well, I have to stay, I have to keep my eyes on God in the middle because he's gotten me this far. 
so, like I was saying, let me get back on topic. If you're not there yet, and you're in the middle, it's okay. Things will line up. You just have to be ready to receive them. You have to open your eyes. You have to just ask. Just ask. And if you have asked, and you have seen, and you're there, but you find yourself in the middle of something else, and you know this Bible verse, I'm going to help you out. You're going to be glad you listened to this. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20 says the following. Therefore, go. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Therefore, go and make disciples. That's the first line. How do we go if we're stuck in the middle? And we don't know where we're going? It's the COVID's going on. We can't just hop on a plane and go to a third world country and just teach them everything that you've told us. Teach them about love. Teach them to love one another. Teach them to have hope and trust in you. We're stuck in the middle. We can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. Or I, I, for here's an example. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. I'm not financially able to. I'm stuck in the middle. I would like to maybe, or I have anxiety about it. I'm just not ready yet. Uh, I'm stuck in the middle. I want, I want to step out in faith, but I'm stuck in the middle. I can't go anywhere right now. Did you know that go into the world, therefore go, actually translates to as you go? Greek translation, as you go into the world. When you're in the middle, it's a still a moment of life. It's a learning process. It's still a moment. You're still walking forward. You're still older the next day you wake up than you were the day before. You're still walking towards a purpose. Even if you're in the middle and you feel stuck, you're still walking. So as you go, as you walk, use every opportunity to spread love, joy, hope, peace, forgiveness, mercy. All of those things are very important. So... Back to the middle. This is part two. I am in the middle so hard right now that it took me two weeks to figure out how to record this episode. 
I did this part one that you just listened to the first 11 minutes, and then I did part two. Well, actually, I redid it on my microphone, and my computer just said no. So I know you're all in the zone right there because I was on a really uh, crazy part explaining it. Um, I, Matthew 28, I can't remember the verse now, but there's a little bit, of, there's more I want to add that I discovered. So another thing about being in the middle is we have to remember a couple of things. So I already explained, you've been there before, it's not the first time, it's not the last. The second thing is, is you control your perspective while you're in the middle. You have control, which we all love control, right? So you have control of your attitude in the middle. You have control of which direction you want to project do you want to start walking back towards the top or are you going to let your thoughts, your negative thoughts of how you're not good enough and whatever else, you know, fill in the blank, start to put you in a downward projection so that you have control over. One thing that's important about being in the middle and understanding you're in the middle, once you've discovered you're kind of in the middle, uh, uh, what am I saying? What's important is, obviously I just said, you know, the control part, like understanding that you have control in how you want to perceive the middle, your perspective of the middle. But the second thing you don't have control over, not necessarily, is the time, the length of the middle. It could be very short. It could be very long. It could be the middle of the middle. You don't really have control of the length of time that you're in the middle. Now, you could have your perspective. Hush. Made in another video. There she is. Infamous Chally. You could have a perspective of looking upward basically, and that will make you not, that will make you, because you're still in the middle, you know what I mean? Like, you're in the middle, but with your outlook looking upwards, you're like one notch above the zero line. Like, if you think of a, a graph, and the middle being the X, the horizontal line in the graph, that's zero, you have control, if you have to be in the middle, you have control if you want to be a positive middle or a negative middle. So you can make it a little bit better and, well, not necessarily make it a little bit better, but, I mean, it will be better because, what am I trying to say? You'll learn more out of the middle if you take it as a challenge and an opportunity to learn this part of life like you have your lows you have your highs people always talk about lows and highs but they never talk about the middle you have your lows your highs and then you have your middle each section of life is necessary 
The lows are necessary, the middle is necessary, and the highs are necessary because each different stage teaches you something completely different. All the lessons within life are going to be in different stages of life. You could learn the same lesson over and over again in a low or in a high or a middle, but they're all obviously going to be a little bit different. But the point is, is for certain sections and things of life for you in order to learn something like in order to learn for some people that the stove is hot you have to touch it for me my grandma said do not touch the iron I'm gonna go grab something it is hot grandma left but grandma is so shiny in my head touched it finger was on ice the rest of the day probably the next couple of days like I still remember I still remember looking up at the iron and how shiny it was and touching it with my pointer finger. Like, I probably don't have a fingerprint on the tip of my pointer finger from burning it on the iron. And then I had to learn the hard way. So I had to learn in that moment a certain thing. If it's hot, don't touch it. So for each person... Each lesson is going to be in a different section of life, meaning highs, middles, lows. So whatever you need to learn in order to become who God has intended you to become, you have to learn in a certain area. And sometimes that area is the middle. I heard this really awesome thing that I'm sure some have might heard of this before, and I've probably heard it myself, probably from the same guy, but I, I got to remember to retain this and tell this to people. But so if you haven't heard, listen to this. This is, this is so good. Like I have a big smile on my face. So know, know that God loves you where you're at. So if you, and this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the different um, highs, lows, middles of life, but just know that God loves you wherever you're at. If you have, if you have a, a timeline, right? The timeline being your life. Every single millisecond on that timeline, God loves you so much. He loves you when you're being righteous and doing something good, great, fantastic. And he also loves you on the day when you are the worst human being you could ever possibly see in yourself be. He still loves you. He loves you wherever you're at on the timeline. You see what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't love you any more or any less when you're participating in an activity. Whether it's righteous or something that is considered a sin in God's eyes. This fish I have is like trying to tear apart his 
<laughs> his filter thing. Anyway, he's like, yeah. Anyway, let me get back on track because I can't edit this as greatly because my computer said, I'm not doing this today. Uh, so God loves you no matter where you're, where you're at on the timeline. And this is the best. And so well, let me just like sink this in your head if you don't get it. Like I said, God loves you at the best, most righteous point of your life and the absolute worst part of your life. He doesn't love you any less and he doesn't love you any more. For some people, that's hard to grasp. On both sides of the spectrum, a lot of people have this guilt in their, that they carry around because they feel like they're not living up to uh, the expectations that they, they place on themselves or other people place on them. And, and within that, they think that God just doesn't love them as much as he loves them when they're doing the right thing. But that's not true. God loves you more than you can imagine. Even, and another, another thing is even if you're doing the best thing in your entire life, you're on the righteous, highest peak of your entire timeline, God does not love you any more than he already did. We can't understand that because we are so used to giving people love when they've earned it. We, as humans, try not to in some cases, and sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it, but we give love and it's conditional. You can't tell me that you've never given love that you, excuse me, you can't tell me that you have not loved somebody out of condition because there's been a time when you haven't loved somebody and the reason you didn't love them was become a, was because of a condition whether it's their social status whether it's i don't even know like i'm i, I don't want to get off topic cuz i'll go on a rabbit hole but or whether they did something against you and now you're holding a grudge no matter if it was for your best interest or not, that love then became conditional. God's love is unconditional. Like, do you understand what that means? You probably don't because you, I mean, we just are not going to understand how much God loves us until we are there. Okay, like, it is so, like, the only thing, and I think, I think something that God gives us, and I can't speak from experience, but a lot of people can, is, is children. When you have a kid, and if you don't have a kid, relate, when you have a dog, or a pet, or whatever, a, a, a nephew, a niece, something a grandkid, whatever, you have this unconditional love that you were unaware that you could provide. And sometimes even with that, if they're being a 
poopy head that day. <laughs> you don't want nothing to do with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, God loves you unconditionally. But here's the second part to that. I know I took a long time to say that, but I don't think you grasp it because I know I don't grasp it. So I'm going to go on a limb and say that you don't really grasp it either. Because if you think you grasp it, once again, you have placed God in a box. I encourage you to destroy that box. So God loves you so much that he doesn't want to leave you where you're at. You see what I'm saying? Like, think of this in terms that we can understand. If you have like a younger sibling or something, for example, you love them a lot and you try to be a role model or something. You like do something so that they can see so that they can grow and have a better character than if you just don't try to teach them anything. Don't, no lessons to be learned. But no, you love them so much that you want to teach them. You don't want to leave them where they're at because they could be better. And when they're better, it's not better for you because you already love them. It's just better for them. That's how much you love them. That You don't want to leave them where they're at. You want to lift them up. And so when we're in the process of life, we're stepping forward. It, you're not, you're never, as long as seconds, minutes, the earth is rotating, like you're moving forward. You're like, you're, like I said, you're getting older every day. It is a process and it's a process because God loves you. Now you could take this and you could twist it and you could say, well, if God's so great, why can't he just make me righteous and not, and not learn anything? Why can't he just be? Well, I want, my brain is like, what's the fun in that? What's the mystery in that? What's the excitement in that? Well, then you would be a robot, right? But you're more than that. You're more than a robot. So, everything in life is an opportunity for us to learn how much God loves us. Whether we're learning it or not, whether we're trying or not, God loves you unconditionally. I don't think that it's a coincidence that when a child is born, Their mother and their father loves them unconditionally. I don't think that's a coincidence. 
when the baby, I mean, they might be like, oh, I got to get out of bed. I'm tired. I haven't slept, you know, whatever. But they still love that kid so much. And they have to teach the kid how to survive in this world. That's their job because they love them. Guys, I know we complicate the Bible. We complicate everything. But I'm telling you, man, it is. If I could sum up the Bible in one word, it would be love. It is a story of love. It's a story of God loving us. And I don't have the words to explain it any further. It's above my pay grade. Welcome to the Unqualified Podcast. So with that being said... As you go, know that you are loved and spread that love to everyone you come in contact with somehow, some way, because they need to know because they might not know. And they might just be having a bad day and forgot. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stories of people choosing to live another day just because someone smiled at them. So as you go, make disciples of all nations. If you go from a county to a different county, If you go from a state to another state, you're traveling across different cultures. You're traveling across different tribes, different families. When you talk to your neighbor directly across the street or beside you, they're a different type of person because they grew up different than you. Especially in America. As you go, love people, display Jesus' love. Now, you can mess that up sometimes. And that's what repenting is about. The word repent doesn't mean you're never going to mess up again. It means that you've realized that you didn't put God first in whatever situation. If you ask, and and don't worry, he'll convict you in whatever it is because he wants what's best for you. I forgot where I was going. (laughs) Oh, repent. So, repent means to turn around, to do a 180, to about face from your ways. 
believe and repent. The more you seek God, the more he will reveal himself to you because you're looking and the more you're going to run towards that love. And it's not, it's some things that you thought were going to be hard aren't even going to be hard anymore. And some things are going to be hard. That's a part of the cycle of life. The ups, the middles, the downs. The, I said, I did that. I thought I was going to say lows, middle, highs. Anyway, but that's just part of it. It's necessary. Because God loves you too much to leave you where you're at. So I think that's enough for today. I'm sorry, guys, it took me so long to get a new episode, but I was, I was, I am in the middle. I'm trying to figure things out right now. I'm just, just, just trucking along and trying to love as I go. And I think that that was an experience, a current experience in my life that was, that is important to share and um, I mean I just I pray that this gets to whoever it needs to get to and I have complete trust in what God's doing and I don't really have anything to add to that because I don't know <laughs> I don't want to put him in the box All right, now I'm done. See you guys soon.